on this episode of Honey, You Should Watch This, we watched Greg's pick, the Swedish film Let the Right One In. And this, just as any other vampire movie, only reconfirms my personal choice to never, ever, 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 ever have a welcome mat. Welcome, Matt will say, welcome, unless you're a vampire. <laughs> if you are a vampire, you may not come in. I always thought that was really weird in vampire lore, that you had to invite them in. You know what yeah, I mean? and it's, instinct- it's, like it, it's instinctual in them. It's not like it's a learned thing, as well, we found out in this movie. You know, instinct, but yeah. No, she knew. She knew that she couldn't come in. No, the um, we'll, we'll get that. We'll get into a little bit later because oh, somebody okay. does turn, right? Because um, <clears throat> what? Because somebody does turn in this movie and is not able to to walk into something until she gets invited. Oh, in. that's right. Yeah. Well, I mean, this almost seems like it's a uh, like they they kind of make fun of it, you know, as far as the force field's concerned. But I guess in other lore, it's just they they their power diminishes if they go into a house uninvited. That I don't know. Although I looked it up. Anyway, welcome everybody. We just don't jump right into having a conversation. Duh, that's <laughs> what we movie. do. <laughs> welcome to Honey, You Should Watch This, a podcast where a husband and a wife who have differing tastes in movies uh, basically watch the other's taste in movies and when we come on here and discuss it. so I didn't know that movies had a taste. Mm. I'm hungry. This movie had a taste. It tastes like shredded wheat. Tastes like blood. <laughs> it's irony. So welcome back. Welcome. This has been uh, quite a week. I can't didn't remember uh, anything that happened last week at all. At all. Uh, well, let's see. I uh, worked late two days. I did three football games. <laughs> uh, I worked on Saturday. And uh, what did we do? Oh, yeah. We went and saw a movie. We went to go see... We went and saw Halloween Kills. Yeah. And uh, we watched this movie and we watched The Shining. We did watch The Shining. Although I didn't see as much of it as you did. Yeah. I I, I took little naps too. But (laughs) you know what's really funny about The Shining is... It's not funny, but interesting to me about The Shining. Is every time I watch it, I notice something different. Okay. And we watched the 4K version, which we hadn't gotten around to watching... Um, and I don't know if it was because it was that much more clear, but I always think of Dan, the character of Danny as this just emotionless little boy. And I actually noticed a little bit more subtlety in his acting than I ever remember seeing as far as having little smiles or little kisses or, you know what I mean? That was the alcohol. I don't think it was the alcohol. <laughs> 
Danny was drinking? Wouldn't you be? <laughs> you have all that power and you're not going to sneak yourself a shot? Sneak yourself, sneak <laughs> yourself, sneak yourself a shot? Say that five times fast. I just tried. Failed miserably. <laughs> yeah. So, um, yeah. Yeah. Okay. Okay. All right. I always thought Danny's, act, Danny's acting was fine. I didn't think it was bad. It just, you know, I just don't remember seeing those, just the little subtle upturn in the mouth when he's smiling at, like when um, Scat Man Carruthers is like, hey, what's up, Doc? You know, trying to kind of pass over the fact that he knew they called him Doc because of his shining capability. Um, and when he does that to him, he just kind of gets this little, just a little upturn on his mouth. He doesn't smile. He just kind of grins a little bit. And I was like, that, I just never noticed it before. I, there's a few things I just didn't notice in the whole relationship between Danny and Wendy and, and all that last night. So another, uh, it's always interesting to watch that movie. I love that movie uh, so very much. Uh, last night I fell asleep when he was in the <laughs> that interview. That was the alcohol. <laughs> that was. That was. I fell asleep when he was in the interview at the very beginning, and I woke up when he was chasing Danny through the maze. <laughs> I missed the whole damn movie. <laughs> I really did. I heard you. I heard you sleeping, and I'm like, you know, he's tired. I'm just gonna let him sleep. <laughs> I felt so bad because I liked that movie so much, but I feel like if I'd have seen the two girls in HD, I might have <laughs> actually had to change my pants. <laughs> Because I'd have pooped on myself because those girls scared, have always scared the shit. I remember the first time I saw that movie. Oh, my God. That scared the hell out of me. <laughs> All right. Alrighty. You know what did not scare the hell out of me? Halloween Kills. Moving on. Moving on. Yeah, I am. I said moving on. <laughs> I, I only have one th- thing to say about Halloween Kills. What? Thanks. I hate it. Yeah. <laughs> a riot is a terrible thing. A riot is a terrible thing. And it's about time we had one. <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah, this Halloween almost, Halloween kills almost killed my love of that franchise. That was, it, it was wasn't, just, it, no, it wasn't that bad. It wasn't that bad. It, it was, was pretty was, damn bad. Yeah. There were several things in it that should not have been in it because that's not what a Halloween movie is. And I know and will acknowledge that they are working towards something, and I can appreciate what they're working towards. Mm-hmm. But the execution—it was wasn't just. It would have. It would have been better if it were done a li- If it was, it were done in a way that was campy. But I really feel that Danny McBride and who's the other guy, the director, David. I can't think of his name. Schwimmer. No, the guy who directed Halloween Kills. Not <laughs> whatever. <laughs> I think that they kind of painted themselves in the corner with the first one, with the tone being so serious with Laurie. But, if I think they, that, I, but that, I'm pretty sure that's what they wanted. But okay, I, I see what you're saying. Yeah, like this one, I could, I could, I could have enjoyed it if there was some element of like a higher camp to it. But it just, it was just David Gordon Green. David Gordon Green. There we go. And uh, I don't know. It just. Eh. Like I said, the best thing to come out of it was the idea to have Cheez-Its with Beaujolais. That's okay. fucking brilliant. Okay. <laughs> Moving on. Moving on. Let's talk about our movie. Let's talk about we made. Let the Right... We made this. That we watched. Made it all by that myself. We made it, that we watched it, that we paid for. <laughs> <laughs> Put it on the internet, which I invented. Yeah. Yes. Twice. 
Yes. So let the right one in. So this, I'm. This question is actually coming. We ask each other this question each week, but it's actually coming. I think a little bit more sincere from me because this isn't a type of movie that you would normally watch. So why did you pick this? Somebody pay me twenty dollars. And to what gain? <laughs> Nobody paid me twenty dollars. Uh, we did our favorite on the other podcast, top five for fighting for Halloween for October. We've did our favorite vampire movies, our favorite werewolf movies. Mm-hmm. Did favorite zombie movies today, and next week we're coming up with our own original ho- horror story ideas that we can make a movie out of. Okay. I always go to when I do my top five list, whatever the topic is. I always go to the internet and I kind of just throw that in there because there's always one you kind of forget about. And and I don't want to, and I go, oh my God, I love that, but I haven't seen it forever. So, right. you know, that, well, this was on everybody's list. Every list that I came across as far as vampire movies, this was in like the top seven. Okay. I think I, I, think I did five or six different ones. And I remember, I remember seeing the commercials for the American version, thinking that might not be that bad because vampires of all the, of all of the the monsters out there that you deal with at Halloween are probably the least violent slash gory. You know what I mean? Yeah, there's blood, but you know they're not. We're not ripping people's heads off and sticking knives in people's eye sockets. So yeah, I always kind of thought I would want to watch that, but then when I kind of read about it, I'm like, all right, that's kind of neat. Mm-hmm. And I know that you like those types of movies, and also. I don't watch movies like that very often. So it was yeah. just kind of on the list that I wanted to see. And come to find out, there's a lot of vampire movies and werewolf movies that I want to see that I've never seen. So I just kind of picked it because. And this is the I time of year to watch. I thought maybe them? it would enrich my life a little bit. Did, did, did it enrich your life a little bit? Maybe. Okay. Maybe. Maybe. All right. Yeah, I had never seen this movie either, and, and I had heard of, about it, and I had actually seen the the pivotal scene at the end. In the pool? Mm-hmm. Okay. In the pool, in the pool. Um, as part of, I think, some kind of a countdown, I was watching some compilation on YouTube of, like, endings and stuff like that and it creeped me the hell out the first time I saw it because you ha- I had no context as to what was going on um, but when I found out about what the movie was about um, it's been on my list so I'm, I'm glad you picked it okay good. glad you picked it um, if I had to come up with one word to describe this movie all I can say is atmospheric cold <laughs> yeah atmospheric <laughs> it really puts you in a sense of feeling because this movie is about n- n- being isolated, being an other and not having anybody understand you and what they did with the way this movie feels um, in terms of the sets, the way that people look, the lighting, Everything, it just, it nails that. It nails that feeling that you can, even though these two characters aren't, I think anyone on an, in their regular everyday life, um, 
would relate to. It actually does a very good job to help you understand where they're at. Right. An emotional core, I guess. Fair enough. All right. So what did you think? What did you expect from this movie? Not that. Not that? <laughs> no, I, did, I, did, I didn't. I don't know. I mean, I guess I figured a vampire. I, I, I thought it was going to be a vampire movie. So when I read like synopsis about it, it was like, um, you know, it gets it gets this praise and everything because of, of the love story that it tells. And it's not more it's not as much about being a vampire movie as it is about being a like a fish out of water movie mm-hmm. where with a romance between two adolescent kids. And I'm like, OK, right. I, that's a different twist for a for a horror movie. Yeah, it's seven at Twilight. Yeah, yeah. Well, what is? <laughs> um, oh, I remember what is Garbage Pail Kids. That was as good as Twilight. The um, so that kind of intrigued me that it was kind of that that and obviously the fact that the girl was the vampire. Right. That that's kind of a neat twist, but it just I guess I expected. I don't know. I guess I expected for. Like in my head, if I was going to write the plot, she was a vampire. She was killing people. She started stalking him, but realized that, you know, she liked him or she wanted to spare him or she, whatever, you know, had some, not, mm-hmm. not, not like right from the beginning, hey, we can be buddies. Right. And, and then, you know, I'll just protect you at the end. So, yeah. And I, I shudder when people call this a love story because it's not a healthy one. Well, not many love stories are. <laughs> True. But to me, it's just like, and I, and I thought about it because I was like, okay, well, you're dealing with an adolescent boy, um, an ancient vampire who was turned as an adolescent. So never grew up, never really developed sexuality or anything like that. So I was like, the only thing you think of when you think of teenagers in movies is coming of age, but this is really more coming of arrested development <laughs> because these kids are screwed up. Oh, well, yeah, yeah. They, they definitely are. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, and I was going to mention it later. How screwed up is their relationship going to be when he's 40? Yeah. And we'll, uh, we can probably talk about that later. Do you want me to jump in the synopsis? Before I think you we, should. We get into that. Okay. So, um, pale, awkward, kind of funny looking kid named Oscar is bullied as a 12, 12-year-old boy, meets a equally strange and pale Eli in suburban Sweden. They slowly um, form a close bond, but it soon becomes apparent that she is no ordinary young girl. Eventually, she says, shares her dark, macabre secret with Oscar and revealing her to a connection of a string of bloody local murders. It is directed by Tomas, Tomas Alfredson. I am not good with the sweetest pronunciations of the name, so I'm going to apologize up front. The story is based on a book by John Avid Lindquist. The screenplay is um, also written by the author, um, the book of the same name, let the right one in. Um, I am not going to go through the whole cast. Um, we will go with our, um, lead starring leads. Um, so it's Carrie Hendebrandt as Oscar and Lena Lenderson as Eli. So that's about as far as I'm going to go with the trying to pronounce things. 
Good enough. Swedish, but all right. Yeah, this, um, I think, because when we first meet um, Eli, she's with her familiar, let's call her what, call her what it is, um, who's about an older man, about the age you were saying, 40 years old. Right. I think he's older than that. I think he's in his fifties. Do you think? So? I think he may be even in his sixties, to be honest with you, because he was, he was pretty aged. I mean, he wasn't very strong. He wasn't. Mm. I, yeah, I can so, go. I can go with forties. Yeah. So the whole thing is, is she, she can attack people. She's got the strength. She's got everything that you would expect a vampire to have. She just doesn't like to do it, right? Because she sends him out to kill and collect blood so she can live. So I'm imagining that this pairing of Oscar and Eli that we get at the end will pretty much be the same. Yeah, maybe. Uh, I thought that what they were doing was he was killing him so that they, people wouldn't realize it was a vampire. Oh, no, I think that there was something in this that she, she, and maybe it's also just to kind of protect the fact that, you know, she's, she's young looking. She's like, she look has the body of a 12 year old. Um, so maybe just protecting her in that sense of the word, maybe, okay. but she, um, She's she's not the one doing the killing at the beginning. So she's relying on him. This is kind of a very weird codependent relationship. Um, And what I do like about this movie, because it's, you know, it's what you expect from a foreign film. It doesn't go to pains to try to explain every little freaking detail to you. Um, It trusts you to kind of infer what you need to infer from the situations in the context of what you're what you're watching. Um, but it is very uh, implied that he's got some, he's a bit of a pedophile. And in the book, that is the case. You you learn more about I, Yeah, yeah. I kind of felt that myself. Right. So his attraction to Eli is is kind of born out of that. And so there's that, his affection is 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 that. And I almost feel like you know he's he's failing her in the beginning of this because he botches two two kills for her um which i don't quite understand that we can talk about that if you mm -hmm. want at some point but that was just a really weird situation to me i mean you took a kid out in the middle of the woods right where you knew there had to be a walking trail right you're 20 feet from the road you got a light nobody's (laughs) gonna see that you know what I mean? Yeah. Number two, you have the kid in the gym. Yeah. Knowing that he's supposed to be going to meet his friends. Weird. It, it is a little weird. I don't think he's very good at what he does, you know. <laughs> Definitely <Obviously>. not. <laughs> and I don't know how long. And, and the the one thing that, again, you, you kind of have to try to infer from the movie, like how long has he been doing this for? Or has he been there with her the whole time you know at a younger how how many years you, you do you do get that in the book but you know is it something he doesn't like to do is it something he, he likes to do i think he's just trying to please her um but that is 
to me, it's like, I don't know. She she does have moments in the film where she kind of throws him some affection. But to me, it just seems like it, it's very codependent on his end. You know, you know what I, I, I actually compared this to, and this is going to sound stupid. What? I compared this to the show, what, what We Do in the Shadows. Yeah. How they know that they need Guillermo. Right. But they don't treat him like he's an equal. They treat him as like an inferior. Right. But they do it funny on the show, and this was like a serious, like, I... I this was a manipulation almost, yeah, you know? of her on him. Right. Yeah. So, like, you can't do anything right okay go do it you know what i'm but whereas, right. whereas on the show they would have done something and then made some mm-hmm. stupid comment to show how incompetent they were right and there's a there's a part in this in this too where he's getting ready to go out and try to you know collect her food for the the you know <laughs> to put it bluntly how weird is that to say yeah um and he asks her not because in the she she meets Oscar. They move into his apartment building. Oscar is a very bullied young kid, a very troubled kid. And he was, when she meets him, he's out in the courtyard of the apartment building, brandishing a knife and stabbing a tree. He's trying to play out his revenge on these bullies and saying the exact same things they say to him. And this intrigues her enough that she just kind of shows up, right? She's in her vampiric way. Um, and so she starts, They, they. she doesn't quite open up to him. She, he's very much on guard with her, but slowly over time, they start meeting each other regularly at night. And um, I think his name is Heron, is the guy that is her familiar they don't explicitly say it, but it's in the... I, thi- I think you're right. Um, he, before he goes out, basically says to him, please don't see that boy again tonight. And the look, on, the pained look on his face is like, I'm about to be replaced, right? <laughs> well... There's literally some fresh blood in the situation, you know? Yeah, I... <laughs> Maybe not be replaced, but like yeah. there's there's a jealousy thing there. Yeah, yeah. Like she could probably she's most likely more attracted to the boy than to him, and that mm. that upsets him because he wants to be the one. Yeah, right, exactly. Um, but also, he knows he's failed her. Right, he's botched this up, before, you know, one time, and he's about to go out and do it again. Um, so I'm I'm assuming that you know she, he could be discarded. Right. Fair enough. And I think there's some concern there. So, um, but so we talk about that. Let's let's kind of switch gears because you know we're brought into this movie um, from Oscar's point of view. Um, we see we're, we spend the most time with him. Um, and God, just though I, I I don't know if you've ever been bullied. I know you've gotten in fights. Ever been bullied? Mm, not really. Yeah. For those of us who have, <laughs> this does, this is, that brings up some very uncomfortable feelings. Understood. Um, and it's, it's funny in this film with the themes of bullying because you're thinking, who's a real monster here? Right? It's the kids. I think it's yeah. the kids. I mean, sometimes it's the kids. It could be Oscar. Oscar's like developing those, you know, 
serial killer tendencies where he's obsessed with crime and he's obsessed with how to murder someone and not get caught. And he's keeping all these clippings from these crimes that happen, you know. Um, so he's not, he's not completely innocent. No, he's not completely innocent. But, but he's also, not, he's not just going out and looking to hurt people that are just normal people either. He wants to exact revenge upon his torturers. Right. would be no different than... Mm-hmm. I don't know. I can't think of a good analogy that mm-hmm. won't upset anybody. Um, he doesn't want to hurt his mom or animals. Right. He's got people that are treating him like garbage, and he wants he wants to kill them. Right. And I can't say that I blame him because they treat him like shit. Yeah. And you know what? They they smacked him across the face with stuff, and then when he smacked them across the face with stuff, right? They took it personal, little bitches. <laughs> Well, I mean, that's that's the nature of a bully. Of course but, it is. That's why a bully stop when you punch him in the mouth. But the other thing is, is the bullies are a tad bit smart, smarter, I think, than Oscar because they, they, the, you know, they make a point. A lot of a lot of film analysts make a point about Oscar doesn't. I mean, it looks like he has a decent relationship with his mom. It looks like there is some love there, but she's distracted. His father is not living with them. They are divorced. And I mean, did you get the feeling from the way that they played off that scene where the the friend came in and he started drinking with him that that maybe he was gay? Like that's there was the, some attraction between. That's the first thing I thought when the guy showed up. Because yeah. doesn't the guy show up in his socks? Oh, maybe. He they they they, they made a point of showing his feet. Oh, okay. So and I couldn't tell if he. I, it looked like he had sandals on that mm. was socks. But I don't know if it was their that if that's what yeah. they were going after. I don't know if they were going after it because the father's an alcoholic. Maybe, yeah. Uh, or I, I, I don't know. Yeah. So you know, the father's kind of distracted, and any time that he gets bullied, the adults are not paying attention. Like there's someplace else. There. Well, it was the eighties. Yeah, and I mean, it just seemed like <laughs> it was the eighties. Um. You know that there was just no sense of a safe place for for this this kid, right? And he was he his looks. I mean, and I think of the casting too. His looks are kind of off putting, right? He's very pale, very blonde, very pale. Well, it's Sweden, <laughs> isn't that weird? <laughs> that's that's crazy Dutch bastard. Um, <laughs> Um, but so it's just very, to me, it's just, you feel bad for the kid, but at the same time, you're almost repelled by him as well. (laughs) I wasn't repelled by him. No. I I didn't think that he was, uh, going to be homecoming king. Right. At any point, but it wasn't like he was, I mean, he's, they, I think they, Specifically, mm-hmm. grabbed a kid that had a a poor build. Right. He wasn't. He wasn't much he could do. It was obvious that he wasn't very athletic, or right. He was more book smart than he was anything else, which is part of the kids that get bullied. Yeah. The smart ones that, that aren't strong and stuff like that. But he didn't repel me. God, what kind of a animal am I living with? <laughs> Poor little kid. He just needed some love and affection. And you're I like, didn't get the say fuck that. away from me. Well, because it's, I mean, there, there is an awkwardness 
to, you know, because there was no safe place for him to land, right? If the mom had been a little bit more attentive or something like that, he may have some different tendencies, but he just didn't, like, personality-wise, just not, you know, I don't know. Good enough. Maybe. Maybe I'm just, maybe I'm the monster. Maybe. <laughs> See you next week. <laughs> It's been a really good session. Yeah, great I we're session. Making, I think we're making some I, progress I am, here. I am. I just had a breakthrough. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> so, that's um, funny. yeah, that's, I mean, it's, it was just, I don't know. I just found that, that part extremely uncomfortable. I was uncomfortable, I think, through the whole, whole oh, thing. Oh, well, you were, you were supposed to be. Yeah. You were supposed to be uncomfortable. You weren't supposed to like the relationship between him and her. You weren't supposed to like the relationship between her and the familiar. You weren't supposed to like the relationship between... Uh, even the friends, the, the ones that the ended drinking up, buddies, the drinking yeah. buddies, it was almost like they only hung out with each other because they had no other options. Kinda, yeah, I kind of got that feeling. The the the, the woman, guy and the girl, yeah, the woman that did get turned. The second that something didn't go his way, she's trying to com- com- comfort him, and he treats her like just complete shit. Yeah, like she should have killed his ass before she let herself burn up. <laughs> because wow, that was fucked the way he talked to her in front of their friends. I think the whole thing was just supposed to be just this. A lot of people stuck in situations that they can do very little about. Yeah. Like the only person that seemed to be quite happy with whatever it was, was Oscar's dad because he's away from it. He's in the nice little pristine country house and with his drinking buddy or whatever. But Whatever the hell that was. Yeah, Maybe that was. guy's a vampire. I don't know. <laughs> Yeah, vampires are. I just, they just don't seem happy to me. They probably aren't. Yeah, I can't. I can't imagine. Mm-hmm. Well, I imagine you know, and in, in the book, the difference. I think that the difference in the book too is, um, you know, spoilers. Obviously, we're we're going to spoil the hell out of, of any movie we talk about. Um, they don't. They don't mention it in the movie, but they do show you that. Um, before he was turned or before Eli was turned um, uh, he was genetically a boy Um, he was castrated by the noble person the vampire noble person who turned him and so Eli lives almost as a girl because obviously with the vamp if 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 what we know from interview from a vampire is true she can't cut her hair. She can't straight. You know, it's like her hair is going to stay the same. So she gets by as a girl, and this kind of she uses that to her advantage. She, her, Eli. Let's just call her Eli. Eli. <laughs> yeah, I'm not sure which pronoun to use. Yeah. I don't want to offend anybody. I mean, they call her her, and then they kind of switch. But um, well, but you imagine like this is this is like she didn't choose this. Right. This was thrust upon her. But. Let's talk about the the girl boy thing. Mm -hmm. There was the scene where uh, Oscar's watching her change. Yeah. And they flash to her genitals. They showed the scar, yeah. Um, See, when I saw it, I didn't see a scar. I saw a 12-year-old girl coming into puberty is what Mm -hmm. I saw. I thought that 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 was, God, please forgive me, light hair. Mm -hmm. Okay? I just, I didn't catch that. Mm -hmm. They never once in the movie say that but there is a part where 
she says, but I'm not a girl. Yeah. And he says, what do you mean? And then she, in my opinion, leads him to believe that she's not a girl. She's a vampire. Mm-hmm. I never caught that it would be a boy. And I didn't right. know any of that until you told me that. And now I'm looking back at it. I'm thinking, okay, I don't know what the advantage is of her being a girl, except maybe it's easier to get a familiar. It would probably be easier to get a familiar. And I think it's, it's you, they show her when she attacks um, after he's, after um, her familiar has failed her again uh, for the first time, she's got to go out and she's got to hunt. Mm-hmm. And so she, she she didn't hunt very hard. She's kind of sat there and waited for the well, trout to yeah, fall into Yeah, exactly. Her but I think people are going to be a little bit more disarmed around a girl, a, girl, a young girl. Fair enough. I mean, and she used that to her advantage, and and you know got her prey that way. Um, so I I think that's probably the only kind of advantage, and I also think it kind of. If if her hair is going to stay her hair, she's not going to cut it or something like that, then, I mean, she presents as a girl that way. Good enough. Um, anyway, but to go back to what I was saying, I mean, this person's had this life kind of thrust upon them. They didn't choose it. Um, they have to, you know, do the same thing over and over again just to survive. I mean, it can't, can't be a good life. <laughs> It can't be fun. Well, I don't know. The nightlife's probably a lot better. <laughs> maybe maybe in what, what we do in the shadows, the New Zealand version makes it seem like it's a little bit better, but still. <laughs> well, I think that this also does something to a vampire movies that most vampire movies that I've seen don't have, and that's that the vampire has a conscience. Yeah. Okay. Um, if I remember correctly from Interview with a Vampire, the Brad Pitt character had a somewhat of a conscience. Yeah. But Lestat certainly didn't, and the young girl didn't. In fact, the young girl, all she wanted to do was wreck house. No, she was bloodlust, yeah. Yeah. Um, Dracula, Bram Stoker's Dracula, mm-hmm. he was. He had absolutely no problem killing people. Mm-hmm. I don't... Um, the old Bella Lugosi Dracula... Come here, I want to talk your blood. You know, I don't give a shit about anything but blood. So the fact that she has the conscience, I'd like to know. That's where these movies can be so different and so good and so weird Mm -hmm. and and understandable. Because, for instance, the woman set herself on fire. She said, open the blinds. She catches on fire, right? Right. The guy instantly at that point realized, God, she must have been a vampire, right? Right. Because she had bit on the neck. She turned into a vampire. Right. But honestly... In real life, if you walked up to somebody and they had bites on their neck, what's the last thing you're going to think of? A vampire. Because we don't think they exist. Right. Right. So what part of vampire lore is true and what part isn't true? It's always always like, well, you have to shoot a zombie in the head to kill it. Well, I mean, okay. I I get why. How do you know that? Right. If you've never met a vampire. So the, the, the vampire with the conscience is a nice twist, but... It would have been cool to know why she didn't have, uh, or what, what mm-hmm. excuse me, why she did have a conscience, because she obviously didn't want to kill people. Yeah. Because she had the con- conversation with Oscar about, do you want to kill people? Right. Sometimes, you know, and and she was kind. I think she was trying to gauge him. Right. And are you going to be a good replacement? Yeah. 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 Does does do 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 you you know, 
And I think that's probably what, what if a, you a what tr- if you had to to survive? She said, mm-hmm. and he said, "Yeah, I could do that." Yeah, and I think that's that's what him stabbing the tree and stuff like that is what attracted her to him. Oh, of course right? it is because okay, this is another He's potential a cute boy with that mean streak. <laughs> we all like a bad boy. <laughs> yeah. Uh, <laughs> Well, it's funny because... What makes your boyfriend so badass? He likes to fuck up trees. <laughs> <laughs> fuck them up good. Um, well, kind of the... It's not necessarily vampires with a conscience, but I told you a couple of weeks ago I watched, was it Last Lovers Alive or, or whatever with Tilda Swinton and Tom Hilston. Mm-hmm. Um, and that was pretty much like taking that... I don't want to say glamorous edge off of vampires because I think when we think of the modern vampire movie, there's a sexiness about it, right? There's, um, you know, the, the power is, and then the, and Oh, you could live forever and all that stuff. This deals with the pro that, that movie dealt with the practicality of it all. Yeah. Right. One of the things that the Tom Hiddleston character says in this movie, and all he wants to do is be in his house and play his instruments. Like he's a guitar player or whatever. And that's all he can collect, collect antique guitars, play instruments, make music. That's all he wants to do. And for him to get blood, he's got somebody that he pays off at a hospital to get clean blood. And, you know, she's a little bit different in that she just like reads everything she can get her hands on. She isn't trying to enjoy her life as much as possible, but the same thing. They don't kill in this movie unless they have to. And... Um, and one of the reasons Tom Hiddleston says that is it's like, they're all, he calls them zombies. Like when he's talking about the people around him, he's living in Detroit area. Um, that is a fair assessment. And, you know, basically it's like, why attack people? Because you don't know what's in their system, right? You don't know if they have heroin, you know? You know, they, they wanted the clean blood. So it, that takes a much more practical, like, this is an exhausting life for, you know, these creatures. Yeah. And it's not, and like, unless you have the blood, the bloodlust of Lestat, right? Um, and take joy out of doing it. And he's almost like Robin Hood, I think, in the movie, right? Because it's like they, they target rich people. Who Lestat? Lestat, Tari, they 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 basically try to charm you know whoever the noble people are, the people with money, so that when they attack them, they have something to reward. And you actually see this in Let the Right One In, where she shows him that Fabergé egg. There's jewelry everywhere and stuff like that. So it's like they take what they can take, so they can get by. Yeah, good enough. Ironically, that movie that you're talking about with Tilda Swinton and uh, the Love's Life or Love Again or Tom's Last Lover's Alive, Last Lover's Alive, it re- pretty much regularly fell in the top ten vampire movies on those lists. It's and an interesting take on you, vampire. You said you didn't like it though. It's, I mean, there's not a lot of action in that movie. Obviously, it's more of a character piece. Okay. Yeah. All right. Good enough. Yeah i I can see it. I I I. I I was surprised at the boy twist. Yeah. But, you know. You know. Here's what it is. <laughs> yeah, it says they, she's supposed to be like 200 years old. Yeah, it's something like that. That's um, that's a long time to be 12 years old. Yeah, and that's just kind of existing, right? It's There's no... But what I don't understand there is 
to be 200 years old, whether you're 12 or not, 12 or not, she obviously had the power of reasoning and the power of deduction and the power of thought and the power to learn. Mm-hmm. It's in 200 years, you don't have anything better than a one bedroom apartment in a complex. You know, you know what I mean? I think they need to be conspicuous. Like, you think about these movies where Dracula's got the mansion or the castle or the stuff like that. I mean, people got to know, you know, when people are dying left and right, unless you, you know, it's. Well, a- I mean, you're in Transylvania on vacation. What did you expect? <laughs> no. <laughs> it's a great hotel. Uh, <laughs> there, There's like, it's not like they can just grab you know, what what you would call, you know, no real person involved where you just pull a bum off the street or something like that. You have to think that after a while you're going to, your your pickings are going to be slim without getting caught. No, so I, I think they're trying to be inconspicuous. There we go. There's a word. True, but in a small town? Yeah. What do you do? Move into the town for six weeks, kill eight or ten people, roll out? That's what it sounds, seems it kinda, like that's what they were like doing. It kind of feels like maybe that's yeah. what they were doing, I, but... You know, I guess that would that would make sense. That's why they didn't have anything in the apartment, because you just leave everything. Yeah. All right. Good enough. All right. I, Your Honor, <laughs> I retract my statement. All right. So yeah, the the whole point with the drinking buddies. What? Go ahead. No, I was just thinking of. I was just thinking of something. Go ahead. Um, the drinking buddies adds the just kind of adds stakes to this movie, right? Because obviously she's got to kill. She kills one of the drinking buddies. Um, yeah, that was the consequences for the action. The, the right. drinking buddies were now aware of what's up. Right, and they they knew something odd happened, and that whole scene where he has to, her familiar has to get rid of the body is so. I mean, it's done so well. Like he's got to like. Take a child sled, put this dead body on it, take it to the river, try to shove it into a sewer pipe or whatever the hell it was. But I mean, it's it was this done well because you're like you don't know he's going to get caught. You don't know. Um, well, the whole movie yeah. was done well. Yeah. Oh, it was a great movie. I thought it was done really, really well. I thought it was done well. I hated it, but it was done really well. <laughs> hated it. Yeah, uh, well, that's why, and that's why I I said I feel like the guy's not very young. I feel I feel fifties or sixties because, I mean, I'm not super young, but if I had to drag a body on a sled across the snow, I think I could probably do it pretty decent. Mm. And he struggled. He was he struggling did. hard. Um, I'm not sure why you'd take the body where he took it. Well, why aren't you gonna do it? I mean, it's winter time. The ground's gonna be frozen. You can't dig. Just throw it off the side of a road. That's true. And the snow's going to bury it. I mean, you, you're going to find it in six weeks or eight weeks or ten weeks when the winter thaws anyway. And if you're planning on leaving and rolling out of town, by then you're long gone. Nobody knows what the fuck's up. Mm. The cats. Did you find anything out about the cats? Because that was weird. The cats. Um, that was like our cats after we don't feed them for 20 minutes. <laughs> that is the part of the movie that I wish they had done a little bit differently. Because they had a combination of real cats, CGI cats. You could tell. And puppets. You could tell. Or stuffed cats, you know. Um, The cats, I I do believe in lore. I did look it up. Like you said, I think what what you said, cats are supposed to protect us from, 
demons and vampires or in, something in like Egypt, that. In Egypt. Which is why you guys are staying. Yeah, um, in Egypt, the cat was was a protector. They would protect you yeah. from, the, from the dwellers of the underworld. Yeah, they kind of like, straddled the the two worlds between the dead and the in the in the um, yeah you hear that you're straddling from being a good person to Aww. you're not straddling you're all the way across the line i'm kidding Our kitties are somebody's cute. doing roly polies um <laughs> straddling it's called straddling. straddling we call it roly polies um so yeah that's that was the deal with that the funny thing was is um not funny thing the interesting thing was is that the way they took the consequence for coming into the house uninvited because what i when i did my research after i watched the movie they basically said if a vampire goes into a house and is not invited in there they lose their they don't have their powers in that house right at all uh, um it's severely weakened or they don't have them at all not enough to be effective to do what they so need like to do so like you could kill a vampire with a clove of garlic if they came into your house uninvited would you like some garlic bread yeah <laughs> oh my god would that be not a great scene where you just stabbing a vampire to death with garlic bread in your house <laughs> a cheesy stick <laughs> cheesy garlic bread stick throw a fucking container of garlic salt at him <laughs> knocks him out oh my eyes <laughs> the honeys love my eyes <laughs> but in this one she just starts bleeding from practically every orifice it was weird and, yeah. her, and her scalp yeah and I guess there, I don't know what happened in the book, but I think that there was a huge fight between the author and the director as to whether or not they were going to do that scene. So I think what you ended up seeing in the movie was a, a compromise. So if we do take a break, I'll look it up. Okay. But um, to, yeah, to me, I was like, that's interesting because you always see it. You always see it in the in the movies. Like even like remember the Last Boys. Yeah, I, I I remember the movie and I remember how good it was, but I don't remember it because I haven't seen it in when, a long when, time. Spoiler alert: When the guy comes to pick up his mo- the mother for a date, who ends up being the the head vampire, um, he doesn't come into the house unless you know he asks to be invited in. And you know, if you'd known anything back then about vampire lore, um, or sitting in the theater, you'd go, it's "That guy," you know. Um, but they don't. I've never seen anything tackle the consequence of that. So it was interesting. It was At least it was an interesting take on it. So that means that if they come into your house uninvited, you can actually see them in a mirror? <laughs> Kidding. That's, well, I don't know. <laughs> Not a vampire anymore. <laughs> don't have to draw what my outfit looks like. Yeah. <laughs> and how come in the movies, I think... What we do in the shadows is the only one that acknowledged that that you could see the clothes but not the vampire. Yeah, didn't they do that? No, I don't think they could see. Oh, maybe I don't know. I have to go back and watch that movie because it's so good. Anyway, yeah, it's right. pretty funny. All right, pretty funny. So, um, I don't know. I mean, like I said, some of the uh, I have a real, I guess what the what the American version of this film or the English speaking version, whatever you want to call it, um, does in this film shows the vampire character actually acting more like a 12-year-old girl when she's with Oscar like they they're playing video games and they're laughing and they're kind of giggling and doing all that stuff they don't you don't get that 
real cl- like you get her attempting to try to relate to him as a modern 12 year old but you don't it, there's still that coldness and almost aloofness well, you're aloof um to her and yeah but also maybe because she's not wanting to get attached that's or wanting him to get attached right well yeah i mean you almost think from the beginning though she's kind of sizing him up as a potential familiar you know yeah because she asked him certain questions and mm-hmm. things why did um why did she kill her first familiar? Um, well, first, because he got caught, right? Okay. And uh, that was kind of a disgusting scene. When he knew, when he knows he's going to get caught, he throws acid on his face so they can't identify him. But I think it was more of a mercy kill. Maybe. Because um, they know he's going to go to jail at that point and stuff. Yeah. Yeah, so okay. Um, in the book, that turns into a huge cock up, because um, <laughs> as she's feeding off of him, and I think it's a sacrifice from from his point of view, right? I I failed you, you know. Um, in that one, she she gets like they get interrupted. Somebody comes in. So she's not done, so he turns. But he dies before he turns. So now you have this kind of zombie vampire um, searching for her. Um, And it gets really ugly, I guess. (laughs) Damn, that sounds like I need to read this book. Yeah. Um, She, She sucked his blood and then she... Threw his ass out the window. I mean, holy shit. <laughs> I'm like, well, at least he's dead. And then I hear, he see just, him hit the ground. I'm like, oh, He just had no. a bad day at work. <laughs> I mean, the guy the guy made a mistake, girl. <laughs> yeah, good enough. Yeah, that was a little... That was a little crazy town. She didn't say bat once the whole movie. <laughs> that? <laughs> That's my favorite part of that show. Yeah. <laughs> when he says bat to turn into a bat, cracks me up. Um, I don't know. What else? I don't know. I mean, this is such a, a subtle movie. I, I, I don't want to say it's a simple movie because it's it really, it's like an onion. It's got a lot of layers. Um, couldn't say parfait, could you? No, couldn't. Couldn't say that. Everybody, everybody, say somebody, you want a parfait? The, I liked the acting. I thought the acting was good. I think she was incredible. She did a really, really good job. You know, they didn't use her voice. Oh, they didn't? No. I don't think they used his voice either. Uh, I think they did use his voice. I think. Don't quote me on that. Mm. But I think they did. So quote me. Um, They (laughs) didn't use her voice because her voice was... um, they wanted a more androgynous, air quotes, voice. Right. So they used, and she had a very sweet, high-pitched voice. They liked her look. Mm-hmm. But when they were doing the, they, they actually overdubbed 
um, another another actress's voice who was a deeper like and and the director said that he felt it gave her a more haunting right because vibe it's, because it wasn't like hi I'm Eli yeah you know what I mean which a, is I mean that's, dissonant yeah, yeah that's she super, looks young super high pitch but I know that's super high pitch but. 12 year old girls typically have a, a, a higher tenor in their voice mm-hmm. and, and and it so that was that's kind of neat to know yeah so let's talk about um virginia who is the um the woman that gets attacked okay um and she they again she gets interrupted she doesn't fully drain her so she ends up turning into a vampire and as she when she initially turns, it's almost like she's very driven by the bloodlust and she's going to go try to kill the guy with all the cats. The man with all the cats. Now there's a movie for Is you. Is that what was gonna happen there? I think so. Okay. I think she went there I thought she went there looking for a boyfriend. Maybe. Maybe, but I think that there was definitely a almost like a zombie like way that she was kind of stumbling and dealing with this almost like she was compelled right obviously she couldn't come in the door and that's the thing like they she shows up behind her boyfriend and he's already come in the house and the guy's kind of looking at her and she's just standing there and the guy's like no no come in come in and so I'm like how do you how does that transmit (laughs) <laughs> something that a vampire would know instinctually after they've turned that I can't walk in. Or maybe it's like something you got to fight. I don't know. I don't know, because she didn't realize that sunlight hurt her until it hurt her. That's true. That's true. I think what's good about this is you actually get somebody who understands what they've become and makes the choice not to be the monster, right? Step out in front of the moving bus. Mm. You could have, you know, asked him to take the sheets off the bed first. <laughs> Gotta get new sheets now. Hope there wasn't an oxygen tank in that room. I hope there wasn't Kablooey! a lot of stuff in that room. <laughs> yeah, so she realizes that she that's not that's gonna hurt her. That the sunlight's gonna burn her up. So she sacrifices herself by asking the orderly to open the shades. Yeah. Because so. I don't think vampires can commit suicide. I don't think so either. I, I mean, the, the isn't do I did I get that from interview with a vampire? Interview with a vampire was the things that could kill them were sunlight, mm-hmm. and if you drained fully drained a body. Like you had to leave a little bit of blood left because if you fully drain the body, you would die. I don't know why that was because remember she treats in interview with the vampire when the Kristen Dunst character wants to be rid of Lestat that she brought him like those twin boys, but she had drained them mostly. Mm -hmm. So he, when he realizes after he bites the first one, what she's done they he wasn't completely dead but they throw him in the swamp and he gets eaten by the alligator right right um so I, that's the only lore that i know of that that can kill them obviously and then, then the stake through the heart which silver is supposed to silver is supposed to burn them yeah but a silver sword will kill them 
Mm. I guess. I don't know. You know, the one thing that I've always remembered, if we're just going to like go off to on a tangent about uh, vampires here, but um, I, we know they can turn into bats. Obviously bat. Yeah. Um, bat. Bat. (laughs) And aren't they also supposed to be able to turn into wolves? No. I thought they were. No, because there's the or long, rats. The long-standing feud between werewolves and vampires. I could have sworn they're supposed to be able to travel very fast. Mm-hmm. They have superhuman strength. They're supposed to be able to fly. Yep. Levitate, I think. My computer Does that sound right? is frozen, so I can't look this up. Hold on. Yeah, levitate. Um, hypnosis. Hypnosis is a that's it power of suggestion. Mm-hmm. They are very they are very good dentists. <laughs> they are masters of fashion, <laughs> and nobody can outdance a vampire. <laughs> you saw Hotel Transylvania, right? I d- what was the one with George Hamilton? The dis- with the disco scene. Dead and loving it. Mm, I don't think so. That was that was um. What's his name from Police Files? Leslie Nielsen. Dracula dead and loving it. What are you talking about with the disco scene? Oh, George Hamilton. I have to look it up if you, if you want to like vampire. Okay. In general, vampires hunt at night since sunlight because their powers. Some have the ability to morph into a bat or a wolf. Really? Mm-hmm. All right, then. There you go. I don't know shit. We didn't tell you anything, was. but you heard it here first. I thought it was. All right. You riff for a second. I'm going to go bring I even, up this I don't movie. even know why I argue with people anymore. We, we don't, you know what other movie, vampire movie we haven't seen was the Nick Cage one, right? Love at First Bite oh, or no. something love, like that. No, Love at First Bite was a George Hamilton movie. Okay. It was the, the, uh, the, the Nick Cage movie was Bite This or It Bites or You Bite or... <laughs> Get Bit. I, it, uh, once Bitten... Um, that's I think that's it. Once bitten. That's one where he does a the he does the scene about the A B C D E F G H I. I don't uh, know. What the hell are we talking about? I thought we were supposed to be talking about I this agree. movie. <laughs> people are like these fucking people are out of their minds. <laughs> they ate some of that garlic salt that they were talking about. And they have lost. We their snorted shit. it. <laughs> yeah, we did something. Uh, hold on. You talk. I'll look up the Nick Cage one. You look up the Nick Cage one. Okay. Um, I guess to with the with the American because we wanted you wanted to see the the American version, the one with what's her name. Um, yeah, Greg, Chloe Grace Moretz. Moretz, yeah, kick ass. Yeah. Um, or Hit Girl. I guess her name was Hit Girl. So this one they don't really do the allusion to. Her actual um, original gender being a boy, and they tend to sexualize the relationship a little bit much, but more. Well, it wasn't at all in the in the Swedish version, but in this version, I guess they do. Vampires kiss. Vampires kiss. That's Nicholas Cage. Was Faye Dunaway in that one? <laughs> this is riveting podcasting. I'm telling Maria you, Maria right Cachita, Alonso, Jennifer Beals. Elizabeth Ashley, Casey Lemons, Jessica Lundy. Nope, I don't see. Okay. So, all right. Faye Dunaway was in the one David with... David Pierce is in it. I think Faye Dunaway was in the one with... Um, 
Ace Ventura there. Jim Carrey. Jim Carrey, yeah. Love Bites. Love Bites. I think that's Love Bites, yeah. Yeah. All right. Okay. Now okay. we're straight on our vampire films. Yep. All right. So, um, <laughs> but she can't fly. I think she can maybe levitate because I don't know how she could. Because when we first see she was her, climbing up the wall. Yeah, when we first see her, we hear her first, right? Because he's stabbing at the tree, and we hear kind of this chunk, kind of um, sound, and he turns around, and she's on top of the, the very top of the jungle gym. So like, I don't know if she jumped. I don't know if she flew. Excuse me. Old boy should have known some shit was up when she was standing out there in her bare feet. Mm. In the snow. She was in her bare feet in the snow. Right. He should have been like, I'm out. <laughs> no. <laughs> no. He's like, oh my God, someone's talking to me and they're not wanting to beat me up. Holy and then shit. He, and then he would have said, wait a minute. I'll pay you to do me a favor. <laughs> You see, there's this kid at school. He treats me like shit. Were you scared the hell out of him? Or rip his head off? <laughs> One or the other. Rip his head off. That scene. Let's talk about that scene. That is you know what that a scene did hell for of me? a scene. That scene did for me what the final scene of Creep did. It solidified the movie yeah, for you? it did. Because, okay. Obviously, the name of the movie let the right one in. Right. You knew... She was going to save him. Right. I, I did. In my heart, I'm like, okay, I understand that this is going to happen. And the way they set it up, you knew that that was going to happen, especially since the swimming lessons were at night and all that stuff. Right. But the way it happened, holy shit. That was, to quote Chris Farley, that was awesome. <laughs> Sorry about your car, Richard. It was, it was just. Like, I expected some shit to go down and him come up and she be there. But no, there's body parts in the f pool. Uh -huh. Fucking the feet that flew across the top of the water. I was like, yeah. holy shit. She so I think she could fly. Yeah, I think she could fly if unless she was dragging was, him. Unless that was her throwing the kid. Maybe. I, I don't know. I mean, I, it, it, it makes it better to leave it to the imagination. Yeah, and I think the way it was done was really... It was good because they didn't have to actually show what was going on for you for you to get a sense of oh god these guys and kids are getting fucked up they probably but didn't have also a budget for to show that either yeah i would i would think so and I, I think it's fine but it also shows just how powerful she was well, she's a vampire because she's a vampire the one thing that bothers me about that scene and it's not what you would expect but okay in the movie um you know oscar decides that he needs to get stronger right because obviously he's being picked on and stuff like that so he goes to the gym teacher he's doing these exercise programs he's doing the weightlifting and stuff like that so he's got him working out in the water and the kids know he's going to be there and they set it up so they set some shit on fire outside the gym to and get it, the adult to go away yeah. right uh and one of the other kids comes up and he's got Oscars in the pool like, oh, God, this kid's going to bully me. And he starts doing the movements, right? And the look on his face when he realizes, okay, he's not going to bully me in that instance, he looks like a six-year-old. Yeah. It was like, it was, it was SpongeBob in the pool. Yeah. It, it was, was just it like. It was unmitigated joy. 
He did, but he looks, I mean, he looks so much younger, which was kind of what messed me up when I'd seen the scene out of context. Um, but I was like, oh, guy, it almost looked, it almost looked like our nephew, the face that he makes when he's yeah. like excited about something. So to me that it, it was unnerving, like, okay, it, it wasn't just relief. It was like, like you said, it's just glee. It's just like, joy. okay, yeah. He's yeah. like, oh my God, somebody's going to be nice to me. Right, exactly. And that was just, that just made it worse. And I think what's interesting is you've got the scene where, because the older, he, he, they're getting revenge on Oscar because as Ellie and he are developing their friendship, she basically said, you need to hit them. You need to hit them hard or they will leave you alone. And that's when he got the guts to hit the one kid in the head with the stick. Yeah. And the mistake that he made, and this was so much different from all the other times he was being bullied, is he did it when adults were around. Yeah. And it was really easy for the kids to pin, you know, to set it up that he's the bad kid. And so the older brother of the kid that gets whacked in the ear... Because I guess he fucked his ear up pretty bad. Looked like it. Um, is getting revenge. And he's not just going to hurt him. He's going to kill him. And the whole deal with, I'm going to put you underwater. And you have to stay underwater and survive for three minutes. And if you don't, I'm going to stab you right in the eye. So you die or you die. You know? <laughs> I don't think so, he's going to kill him. I think he's just going to put a knife in his eye. Yeah. But either way, it's pretty shitty. Yeah, it's pretty close to the brain. It's yeah, yeah. Um, I think I thought it was interesting when you you know as you see you know heads dropping in the pool and stuff like that, and it's in the background, so it's a lot more subtle. I guess in the American version, they're just floating by the kid, and the kid's got his eyes open, and you know the arm coming off at of the, at the end is you know the thing that kind of lets him go so he comes up so he doesn't and she's got it so she's looking at him and staring at him so he's almost like not seeing he doesn't see the carnage around him yeah in the swedish version which i think is good like because she's shielding him from that um but the whole thing where she just leaves one person behind (laughs) was so unsettling. <laughs> and I and I was wondering, is it because he had the look like we shouldn't be doing this and yeah. he wasn't over there and involved in it? You, you know, or did right. she just decide, let this be a warning? M- maybe. I, I think, I mean, obviously she couldn't come in there. So somebody had to let her in. Why? It's nobody's house. Well, that's true. I think in the book, she actually has to ask somebody to let her in so maybe that's the kid and maybe that she's just spared him because of that but yeah that was fucked up (laughs) it was it was creepy for sure and you knew it was going to happen but you didn't know what point it was going to happen i mean i was thinking that maybe they stab him Mm -hmm. and then she saves him by turning him yeah i thought that was the gonna be maybe that was it i didn't realize she was just gonna let right 300 pound linebacker running over and uh, uh, mm-hmm. a, a, just destroyed him just destroyed him so cool the thing that um, also because the first thing I thought of when when she's got her familiar there is 
and it's the big joke in, you know, what we do in the shadows is the familiar wants to be a vampire. I don't think this guy wants to be a vampire in this movie. I don't think he did either. But the familiar wants to be a vampire, and that's always kind of dangled as the carrot in front of them. Of Guillermo? Yeah, Guillermo, or the, or the woman that was in that's the right. movie. That's right. Um, so to me, it was like, I, would if she didn't want to do the killing, why wouldn't she just turn him into a vampire? And then he could do the killing for the both of them. But then I guess she needs someone to protect her during the day and take care of I think of the, that's yeah. it right there like there's you couldn't do anything during the day plus if if he kills if he's doing the killing why does he need to do anything for her anymore now he can go get anything he wants if he is a pedophile he can go mm-hmm. whatever whatever so That's true. So there's a power dynamic there. For sure there is. Yeah. Okay. All right. We've successfully talked me out of that line of reasoning. That's what I'm here for. I do great things. <laughs> and back to that, you know, that's again, when I think about this film being classified as a love story, it's not a, any love story you want to, you know, I think the love between the two vampires and between the Tom Hiddleston and Tilda Swinton in that movie is much more love in the most more traditional sense um, than this one. This was really, I need someone to protect me. I need someone to be my companion in a practical sense. And there was definitely, I think, some, like we said, a power imbalance when, when it comes to her having anyone help her. Right, there might be some true affection there, but in the long haul, that relationship's not going to. It's going to turn into what it was with between she, she, her and she's the, a vampire. It's yeah, yes, I get it. But there's no love stories except Harry when Harry met Sally. That, that <laughs> are love stories that you want to be a part of anyway. A Star Is Born, Tommy Boy, Tommy Boy, <laughs> some other movie where love goes bad. Old school. Old school. No, I'm kidding. So, I mean, is he better off at the end of the film? Yeah. You think yes. Because he doesn't have bullies coming after him, but he might not be better off in 40 years. Right. Maybe he is. Maybe they develop a dynamic where he's happy because he knows he's got someone to protect him and someone to be his friend. Mm Mm-hmm. And he has to do, maybe not. I mean, it's kind of a, it's definitely a um, six one hand, half a dozen the other. That's true. Because he's, now he's stuck. I mean, for the rest of his life. He can't, I mean, he could walk away if he wanted, but. Is she going to let him? Yeah, exactly. Right. So again, not healthy. Look, I don't know why you don't just quit your job. Well, because she's a vampire. <laughs> well, the one thing, okay, so I think we've actually successfully morphed into I have questions without saying we go to I have questions. So I have questions is a segment of our podcast where we um, either explore moments in a movie that took us out of our suspension to disbelief because we just went, what? Or there are questions that we have post-film viewing that um, are bugging us. I, I honestly didn't have any. 
You really didn't? I, I think I think that the question that you asked about is he better off or is he not, I think that's intentional. Yeah. I, um, that it's left up in the air. Yeah. I, I didn't have any questions about the androgynousness. Androgyny? Uh, of the of the yeah. of the vampire because it that never then never it didn't it, it happened so quick that, I didn't realize it yeah I didn't know that that's what it was supposed to be right. um I thought that she would had answered him and was playing coy with the I'm not a girl because she knew that there's no possibility of a relationship right um I mean we know why she killed the kids at the end mm-hmm. and we know why it's called let let the right one in right. I didn't have anything that there was nothing in this movie that took me out of it to be to be completely honest with you. The cats. <laughs> the cats didn't take me out of it. I'm just like that's really weird. It was weird. You could tell the CGI cats for sure. Yeah, it was a very low CGI budget. Oh, very low. Um, there were a few other things I guess that were CGI, but you couldn't really tell um, what they were. For me, the question, you know, the question is this, like, it makes sense for her to travel with somebody like Renard or or whatever his name was at the beginning, right? Because people could easily just see it as a father-daughter situation. He could rent uh, an apartment because he's an adult. Um, All these things. What are two... 12-year-olds or two people who present as 12-year-olds, where are they going to go? How are they going to get a place to live? On the train, I guess. I don't know. Like that... Can't she hypnotize people? It's That could be true, yeah. I mean, it's just... It's it's that 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 was the only thing that kind of left me. It's like, okay, well, they're they're off. They're off together. But how does that work because he can't you know how do they even buy the tickets on the train because yeah. <laughs> they're train tickets she's she's rich that's true she 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 heard what she told him right but wouldn't wouldn't that cause i mean it's the 80s so maybe not as much but wouldn't two kids by themselves traveling cause suspicion that's suspicion maybe 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 she knows how to drive a car Maybe he knows how to drive a car. I don't know. I, I mean, yeah. they 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 touch on it so little. Mm-hmm. It seems to me like because I mean it's okay. I don't know that much about Sweden's public transportation, right? But I don't feel like you're going to hop on a a train to go across the city in Sweden like you would if it was New York City or yeah, I think Atlanta because I don't think that the cities there are that size. They may be, but right. I mean, he had her in a he had her coffin, mm-hmm. and because he was Morse coding to her at the end. Do you right. know what he was Morse coding to her? No. Okay, I'm not saying this to be derogatory or gross. He was it was puss p u s s. It's it's the word for kiss. Small kiss. Small kiss. Yes. So I just wanted everybody to know that I wasn't trying to be gross. <laughs> um. So they obviously had a plan. They were going somewhere. They had a ticket to do something. Yeah. And and they were relocating. Right. Which meant that he'd left his mom. Yeah. And left his dad. But that's the other thing. I mean, these are these are the things that are they're questioning to me. I would be more I would be I would be questioning more how are they going to duck the cops because right. when he doesn't show up the second day, the mom's going to have She's going to be yeah, and this is this was 
was a little bit before the milk carton. Was the milk carton in the early 80s? And I'm, that was in America. I'm sure they had milk cartons. Yeah. Um, I don't know what they had pictures of on the milk cartons, but I'm sure they had milk cartons. <laughs> little cows. You're welcome. Yeah, little baby cows. Um, missing cows. <laughs> <laughs> missing veal. Um, but that was the other thing. Yeah, it's not like he has papers. It's not like he has a visa. They're not getting out of the country. Doesn't have, He doesn't have a, a birth certificate so if he ever needs a drive. I, yeah, I get it. exactly. So it's... It does not that the, you were seeing that her familiar was driving because he, I think was he driving? He was in a cab. I think they were in a cab. Um, they in were the in a cab. But at the same time, it's like I don't know. I just think you what? Go ahead. That that's I just reminded me of something that like I found extremely like creepy like in the you movie. said. I don't think the mother would just let it go. Like she would, ha- they would be looking for a missing child. Agreed. You know. But. Agree, but they could probably duck that and dive that. You know what I mean? At that point, the technology. I mean, hell, they couldn't identify the guy because he put acid on his face. Half of his face. Yeah. Like, because the other, like. Yeah. <laughs> for those of us not, not watching us face. on Facebook, I got half my face covered over my hand. Um, so, so if they on had Facebook. That, yeah. Did I say Facebook? Yes. I meant YouTube. Yeah. But Facebook is funnier. It is funnier. Maybe that's why I did it because because <laughs> sub- subconsciously I'm a fucking comedic genius. Um, it's not like they had Batman there to identify Two Face. Right. So, exactly. Um, I don't know. I, 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 of course, that's also an era when not a lot of shit like now happens. And with that much money, you could have bribed somebody for a birth certificate or something. You, you know what I mean? Right. Oh, why do you need a birth certificate? Just here's here's your twenty thousand. Well, I, and that maybe that that's a good point because he is also very well versed in crimes. Okay. Right. I didn't, I didn't put that together, but yes. Yeah. So that might be a helpful. You know what thing, I th- you know that that he would know how to get around. I mean that makes perfect sense. He he knows what you can do. Ah, to... we've solved another thing just through this. We the have. Well, we're brilliant. We're brilliant. We're I mean, brilliant. Yes, we, they should hire us somewhere <laughs> and pay us lots of money to do this. Um, the beginning scene, when and it may not be the beginning scene, but it's close to the beginning when they are in the cab. You saying that reminded me. Mm. I didn't know if she was a vampire yet or not i didn't know if we were going to see that process happen Mm. but the way he looked at her was fucking creepy oh yeah that it was adoration oh my god i'm like dude what are you doing hashtag me too back up it was really fucking weird yeah really weird (sighs) i got the shivers (laughs) i got the hippie hippie shakes yeah that's that's what i'm talking about all right so we didn't even need to take a break. I think we're. I think we got it. Yeah. I mean, now, uh, you did you look up box office I did on look this? Up, I did look up box office. Um, it did have a domestic release, but it was not a very big domestic release, and it is right here. It made two point one two two million dollars in the United States. Its opening was fifty thousand. Um. It made eleven million worldwide, which is probably pretty good for what it made. It did win best film. It won a shit ton it, of awards. It, it was voted movie of the year by Empire Magazine, and that was the first time a foreign language film had topped their list since City of God in two thousand two. So it, it, I mean, it gets a hey when you go to in the internet and you Google best vampire movies, and every list has this in its top yeah. ten. 
that, that that's critically acclaimed. Duh. Critically acclaimed. Okay. So it won the Silver Scream Award at the Amsterdam. I Fe- see what they did there. Yeah, I see what they did. Um, oh, it actually won two at the Amsterdam Fantastic Film Festival, the Silver Scream and the Black Tulip. Austin Fantastic Fest, Best Horror Feature, Austin Film Critics Association, Best Foreign Language Film, Australian Film Critics Association, Best Foreign Language Film, um, Boston Society of Film Critics, Best Foreign Language, uh, British Independent Film Awards, let's see, Calgary, Edinburgh, I mean, just award show after awards, you know, film, film festivals, critics, awards i mean this got a lot of i mean didn't get the big ones you know but it got a lot of not uh, many movies do got a lot of best films top 10 films the international online films critics poll um top 10 films of the decade a lot just it's on that green across the board makes with the thousand and one movies you have to see before you die yeah it's on that which is ironic that you'd have to see a movie about not dying before you die. <laughs> Fair enough. All right, you and your um, pal, Mike, mm-hmm. um, when you did your top five vampire films, you did have a conversation about whether or not, what, I think the question was, is if you're going to be a movie monster, what would you pick? Yes, that's correct. Now, Mike picked Vampire. I picked Vampire, too. You picked Vampire. Yeah. I don't know. I don't think I could pick that. I mean, on the plus side, you've got the strength, you've got the speed. You've got all those powers, pretty badass. But I think it would be boring after a while to be a vampire. Uh, the thing that I, that if, if I had to be a monster, I would want to be the vampire because of the sentience. Okay. Because like, you know who you are. Yes, all the time. Mm-hmm. Like werewolves know what they are, but they don't know what they're doing completely. Like uh, you know, like uh, they wake, they like wake a up blackout. Like, oh, yeah. Oh, what did I do last night? Oh, you had four bottles of Jim Beam. Oh, that's what happened. <laughs> you, you know, um, right? You 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 could you could still use your power for good as a vampire. You could only kill bad guys. Like you could you know raid Folsom Prison. That's how you feed. It doesn't you know vampires? They get put in the evil light, but it yep. you could be you could be a good vampire. So, but I think it's just a combination of the abilities. Right. The ability to fly bat, um, <laughs> the strength, the speed. Right. Um, the heightened senses. The thing that would that would kill me? Yeah. It, it, you can't it, be around kitties? Well, yeah, I didn't even think about that. Um, it might be a good thing. Maybe they wouldn't bother you at 4 o'clock in the morning before. <laughs> I'd get a full night's sleep or a full day's sleep. Um, is the food aspect. Yeah. You couldn't well, you couldn't enjoy I mean not all vampire stories and vampire lore have the fact that you can't eat human food, but that's been a what? It's just fucking tail. You in my this. section of the camera. <laughs> just floating in front of my face. <laughs> that's some shitty CGI right there, and that's not a pun. <laughs> um but I don't remember that being part of vampire lore growing up. In the movies I and stuff like that. That's only been something I've either, seen recently. Like, but it does make sense because right that would there, there's 
they can't sustain themselves with normal food. Right. But it making them sick and throwing up because that, that was in this movie. Like he, yeah. he wanted her to try the candy. She didn't, she didn't do it. Then she's like, oh, okay, I'll try. And then she's vomiting and the later. Only, the only two times I've ever seen it is in the, when we, what, what we do in the shadows in that. Yeah. But here's the, bad, here's the thing though. Think about this. You're a vampire. Mm-hmm. Okay. You're up all night. You sleep during the day. You can't really go out and do a lot of things. Mm-hmm. So you're probably going to stay at home and eat a lot of Reese's Peanut Butter Cups. You're going to weigh <laughs> a thousand pounds. You're not going to be able to turn into a bat because Suck when you that do... peanut butter that right out gonna, of the cup. That, that bat's going to be the size of a fucking cow when you transform <laughs> over and you're going to be laying on the ground flopping around. It's a buzzard. <laughs> Is that a bat or a buffalo? What the hell is going on over there? Well, that's where they get buffalo wings from. Got it. Well done. Thank you. You're welcome. Thank you. All right. All right, your top three moments. Well, we can't talk about top three moments without talking about that the, the scene in the pool because that's just... It's number one. That gets burned into your brain. It's number one. Yeah. Like I said, it's what makes the movie. Yeah. That I'm gets... sorry, it doesn't make the movie, but it, it, it gives that movie... It gives the movie that punch. Mm. Yeah. There's the scene where he finds the place where the the teenagers hang out and as he's letting her in and she walks in, you get that brief glint in the eyes, like her, her eyes adjusting to the dark or something like that. That was creepy as hell. That was creepy. Creepy as hell. Um, but very well done. I, I don't know. Um, I don't know what I would have for like a third... Other than the fact that that weird look on his face when he's like in the pool and he just suddenly turns into like a six-year-old boy. It was weird. That was just, uh, it was off-putting. It was, yeah. It was very off-putting. Another scene to me that was very off-putting was the look on the boy's face that was going to stab him. That was going to. The, the older, older boy, brother. yeah, yeah. Like, Jesus Christ, man, what's that wrong was, with you? That was a very you know your yeah. you know your little brother's a bully, so now he's not a big enough bully. So you gotta that was really yeah. And and the look on his face when he told him you go to Sanders about water for three minutes, and he looks at him, he says, "But that's not possible." And the guy says, "Hey, it's your choice." Yeah. Basically, he's just like, "You gotta was, try." Yeah, that yep. was kind of creepy. Also, I don't know why. But when she just destroyed that dude's ass when he was in the bathroom. Oh, yeah. She fucking tore him up. Mm-hmm. Like, you, you don't ever, yeah. what, 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 is, what, is, uh, what does he say in Kingpin? You don't ever mow a mother another man's lawn. <laughs> <laughs> she, she beat that bitch loud. Yeah. Yeah. And that was, you know, that's actually was brought up um, in some of the research I was doing on the analysis part of it. Um this is almost a test. Like he's got, you know, he hasn't really quite made up his mind because he's kind of like, I don't know if I want to hang around you anymore. Um, now that I know what you are, kind of a thing, and he has to make the choice to wake her up so he can save her, and make the choice to close the door. Yeah. To, and, to, to let that other guy get what he deserves. And to keep her away from the sunlight because he's ripped the stuff off the walls, oh, right. the windows. Um, that moment 
happens in the American version, but it doesn't become a choice of him waking her up, which I think was also important too. It's like, are you in or are you out kind of a thing? And so I'm glad you brought that up. I, hey, I, I knew that's what you wanted me to do. We're like this. After seven years of marriage. Seven years. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, it almost seems like it's 14. Yeah. (laughs) Uh, Time does pass slow in my world. (laughs) All right. So um, you have a question for me or I have a question for you. Would you watch this again? Yeah, I'd watch it again. I don't think I'd jump right away to watch this again. But if I had a a chance to watch it again, you know, in a few years to revisit it. Yeah. I think this is a decent Halloween movie, like yeah. a, a decent ho- October movie. I mean, it's, yeah. it's probably catch some some stuff that you didn't catch the first time mm-hmm. if you watched it again. Yeah. And uh, the second question I have is, uh, what are you going to have me watch? I figured that um, I had this on my list for you to watch last year. Um, I had a couple of things that on my list to, to maybe watch last year. But in the spirit of the fact that you just did top five werewolf movies last week on your podcast and I did not hear anybody bring up Ginger Snaps then I am going to have you watch Ginger Snaps I don't watch movies with redheads sorry I'm I, I'm a Cartman I'm a Cartman follower <laughs> all right sounds good that was um my when we, when I researched the werewolf movies that was in the top five of every werewolf movie yeah it's behind the one that I wanted you to have me watch but you know whatever you wanted me to make you watch. Okay. All right. right. Okay. So, uh, Talk us out. All right. So thank you for spending another uh, hour or so with us and um, putting up with our... One hour and 29 minutes. One hour and 29 minutes. Wow. That's probably pretty short for us. Um, so not thank lately. you. Not really? Okay. No, not lately. Like we've, we've been about an hour and 15 lately oh, okay except for Ernest. <laughs> yeah we never ever do anything tight around here but uh, anyway so thank you for listening thank you we for close tight but not because we want to <laughs> <laughs> thank you for uh putting up with our uh kind of off-site um off-the-cuff conversation about the different vampire movies so we can get straighten our heads we appreciate that as well if you would like to follow us on social media um we are most active on instagram at the handle at Honey Watch This. Uh, we also have Twitter. We post there when we have new episodes. And if you would like to kind of follow the my um, myriad interest on Instagram, I am at marketing underscore angel. And Greg here has another podcast. Why don't you tell him about Which it? Which we have mentioned several times. Top mm-hmm. five for fighting. Two guys talking about stuff. Lately, it's been a lot of football and a lot of Halloween stuff. We go into Halloween kills pretty deep on this this week's episode that we'll post tomorrow. Actually, it will post on what's today? It's the 18th. The 18th. It will post on the 18th. And, um, of October. Yeah. We've done our vampire movies, our werewolf movies, zombie movies, and next week we will be doing our own original ideas for a horror movie. Dun, dun, dun. <laughs> And that's it. <laughs> that top five top it. five for fighting. Now that's top five for fighting with a number five? Yeah. All right. Yeah, it's not it's not five so, for fighting. It's not a shitty music group. <laughs> it's a good podcast. I'm just saying that they're looking at your handle top five for fighting. So top that's five T O P five 
F-O-R-F-I-G-H-T. The five is not spelled out. It is the number five. All right. Yes. All right. So thanks again for spending time with us this week. If you would like to suggest a movie for us to watch, or if you are another podcaster and you'd like to join us uh, to discuss a movie, uh, we're more than happy to entertain that. Just slide into our DMs on our socials. And that's it. Thank you. Have a nice week.